Episode 222, The Best and Worst of Times. I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, it is Gretchen of Always a Lesson, host here of the Empowering Educators podcast. My goal is just to ensure you stay empowered. That way you hone your craft today, tomorrow, and always. And I feel that way because we are just losing too many great teachers to other professions. And so I'm doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration so that you can retain that elite educator status and impact students and colleagues for generations to come. I'm really excited to be in your ear today talking about a mental shift and how I have been experiencing what I call the best and the worst of times. And so if you're struggling with how much your life has been altered in 2020, this episode is especially for you. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know I like to start off with a rationale. I think it's important to call out where I get inspired for these ideas, why I think a specific topic is timely and relevant. And so today I wanted to chat about my COVID reflections. I've actually wanted to do it for a while and I just never felt like it was the right time because I thought like I would just wait until COVID was over and then do this reflection, but uh, it's like never ending. So let's just do this now. March, 2020 goes down in history as the most life-altering moment in our lives, and it's generations of people that are experiencing this forced change. And many of us negatively are impacted by sickness or death that no one asked for or even imagined. It's just horribly sad and depressing. And I found myself spiraling into this dark place where I thought about what life used to be. I can totally see how people die of a broken heart because you spend all your mental capacity staying stuck in the past of what was. You're reliving the memories of what was normal then and how it's no longer available to you now. And that's just a very slippery slope. We have to accept the reality for what it is. And then we have to make it the best it could be without comparison to the old normal. That's the key. So we got to eliminate the comparison. So think about this. If you were starving and you were given slop to eat, shout out to any of my big brother fans, you know what I'm talking about. You'd be thankful. You'd maybe even be happy. But if you were starving and given steak and then you were moved to slop, well then dang, you'd be unhappy. You experienced something better and happier, more enjoyable, and it was taken away. And it doesn't mean that what you have now isn't good, but in comparison to what it was, yeah, it's not good. And that is the trap. When you live in the comparison of what was and 
What is, you lose the ability to appreciate any goodness that you have in front of you because all you see is what is lacking. And with spring of 2020 pushing schools to quickly go to virtual learning, no protocol or directives, everyone was just in survival mode. And we pushed through because we were thinking this is short term and things are going to return to normal. Only they didn't. And so now it's the fall, and here we are. Maybe a little more protocol and directives, but we still aren't back to normal. And that is frustrating. It's depressing. It's unmotivating. You name it. But y'all, if we sit in the moment a minute, accept it as what life is going to be like right now, we might just see some blessings happening. And when we stop missing what was and see what's in front of us, we can actually experience the tiny glimmers of hope. And so for me, I've gotten to experience a lot of personal joy due to COVID. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Who would have thought when I stopped kicking and screaming and woe is me, I started to take notice of all the tiny little things. I mean, that's where I was at, at the bottom that I was looking for any slight thing that could sort of be taken as, oh, this is something great. I looked around me Everyone was pitching in, like companies were making products that weren't even part of their wheelhouse. Neighbors were helping each other and sharing items at their homes to help and offering their services at a discount or free. I mean, it was just, we're all in this together. Everyone's pitching in to help. And I couldn't stop seeing it, not just in my town and my state, but all around the country. And it was almost minute by minute You were hearing stories of how everyone was coming together and it was beautiful before it was such a, you live your life for your family and you do what's best for your family, which is fine. But this forced you to think community and that brought a lot of joy to me. And the bear hunt became a big thing in our neighborhood. My girls would love to go on a walk and all the neighbors would stick stuffed animal bears in the windows and they'd change the locations and we'd go on a hunt and read the book, the bear hunt. And again, was this thing that we were all doing. And it wasn't just our neighborhood. It was neighborhoods around the United States participating in things like that. Everyone was outside. I mean, thank goodness this happened in the spring and throughout the summer. People were mowing the lawns and doing their gardening and were just out on the front porch talking. I met neighbors I never knew lived there and got to really see what life was maybe like in simpler days. And I really enjoyed seeing everyone home and outside and together and bonding. Uh, Schools were doing cool things like parades. You could wave to your teachers that you miss so dearly. We had this big thing. I know I'm sure you guys had it in your neighborhood. Front porch photos where one of our neighbors is an amazing photographer. She just walked around for free, collected donations, and took your family photo in as casual poses as you wanted to capture this crazy time. And then you were able to donate to a great cause. And that was, again, another sense of we are all in this really weird thing, but it feels really good to be here together Um, You've seen videos of people in in the streets of cities singing to each other off the balconies in unison. It's just like this would have never happened had we been so busy. And I know that people have lost their lives and lost their jobs. But there are good things that have come of it. And I want us to not 
forget some of those good things. I think it might even help us deal with the things that are bad. Hey y'all, I just want to take a quick second to let you know support for this episode is brought to you by PowerSchool. They know teachers go above and beyond for students, but teachers need help too, especially as they're asked to do more every day. And that's why PowerSchool, now with Schoology, combines SIS, LMS, and assessment technology, empowering teachers with more time for what really matters. Visit www.powerschool.com slash time for teachers to find out how teachers are using technology to unlock student success. PowerSchool, time for teachers. I loved pictures um, of rest homes where you couldn't go and visit your grandma and grandpa, but you played tic-tac-toe through the windows. That was super creative. And in New, New York City, they were hanging out the windows, banging pots and pans as the shift would change for the nurses. And they'd come to the corner to cross the street to the parking garage. And everyone was just so thankful. They were giving their lives every day going in to help really sick people. And it was like, we are, we are doing this together, encouraging each other, lifting each other up, even though we are lacking so much and our lives are so different. We are somehow so much better. And like I said, it's almost like the olden days when everyone was community centered instead of individual family centered. And there were just less distractions of competitive dance and sports leagues and technology or just all the entertainment that we're accustomed to. Life was simple. Everyone banded together because, I mean, what else was there to do? And I've witnessed such a cool moment in time where we all became better because we were forced to. We were forced to stay home, be with each other, create new memories, be present, get stripped of everything that was distracting us. And the escape has really been healing. And sure, there are more family arguments because we're just around each other all the time. And there is financial strain for many of us with job loss and Yes, there's grief with the loss of loved ones. Like I said, though, there is still great happiness and togetherness and simplicity. So I urge you to look at what is frustrating you right now, the demands of your job, the lack of clarity in your role, the anxiety of what's to come, and find moments of gold. These are the best and the worst of times happening simultaneously. It's bringing us all together in the weirdest way possible. You are stronger, more courageous, extremely innovative, and tenacious. And those traits wouldn't have developed in us as strongly as they have had we not been thrown this major curveball. And so as a whole, we are more resilient, especially the kids we teach who have to get used to wearing a mask, socially distancing from friends, learning virtually all within a matter of minutes. Their worlds were turned upside down and they're still standing. So when you find yourself going down that slippery slope of being miserable with how your job has changed and how your personal life is suffering, I want you to pause and I want you to say to yourself, in this moment, I feel blank and it's hard. I don't like it, but I trust there is a golden moment in here. I choose to see and feel only the goodness. And so what you're doing is training your mind to filter what it focuses on. So filter through that negative and the sadness. Why? Because we can't change it right now. It doesn't mean you can't feel sad and mad and whatever, but we can't stay there. We have to keep pushing. Staying in the memory of the past hurts your progress and 
your potential. I'm going to say that one again. Staying in the memory of the past hurts your progress and your potential. And you are better than that. So make the choice to turn the worst of times into the best of times by seeing the golden moments sprinkled throughout it. Write them on sticky notes and put them on your mirror and read them as you get ready every morning. Things like 100% attendance during morning meeting or increased communication with parents. (laughs) I know you might roll your eyes, but hey, a lot of us had lack of communication. So this is an improvement. More freedom and flexibility to take instructional risks. Um, More hands-on support from the leadership team. Lunch break with your entire family. Comforting pets during challenging learning opportunities. Uh, Favorite meal from a food delivery services while you're working. I mean, you name it. This is a life skill. So teach it to your kids, the staff, the parents, whomever's going to listen. We are in this together. It's happening to all of us. But some of us are experiencing it differently. Some are becoming better and are happier even with all the limitations and forced changes. And why is that? It's because they are allowing the worst of times to become the best of times. They notice the golden moments as small as small can be. Those nuggets add up and they change the way your brain works and how your emotions react and how you experience life. 2020 doesn't have to be the worst year of your life. Even if you lost a loved one or escaped a deadly fire or survived a hurricane and devastation and all the other things that are happening right now, those things don't define us as people and they don't define the joy that we find in our life. Sometimes the breaking down and the distraction from our normal becomes the best thing that happens to us. We reprioritize, we recenter, we reconnect. The simplicity and loss brings us together, making things clearer and fills us with a joy that we just can't explain. And if you don't believe me, I guarantee you can easily find someone who has sacrificed or lost more than you during 2020, yet they are smiling bigger than you right now. Because it's a choice. It's a habit. It's a daily practice. So here's your reminder. First, acknowledge the reality that you are in. Second, stay in the present without spiraling. And remember what I asked you to say to yourself. In this moment, I feel blank and it's hard. I don't like it, but I trust there is a golden moment in here and I choose to see and feel only the goodness. Third, remind yourself of the golden moments with visuals decorating your space. And you know what? Mind if I add one more here? Check on your people. Help them develop this best and worst of times habit. And as an educator, you serve others. And so the best thing you can do right now is serve your family and your friends too. And like I said before, it's a life skill that we're discussing today. So don't keep it a secret. Share how you're doing and what you're doing over and over until others are able to thrive instead of just survive. 2020 is not taking us down. It's changing us for the better. Only if you let it. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on retraining our minds to find the golden nuggets in the worst of times. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 